You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey, y'all. Welcome to You're So Fucking Enlightened, a not-so-serious approach to all things spiritual. I'm your host, Robin Webb, and I am so fucking glad you're here. Hey guys, thanks for coming in today and tuning in. Uh, this is episode six, and I'm so excited. Today we are, um, we have our first, your, our very first guest. <laughs> so, no pressure. Um, <laughs> we are, we're talking with Ellie Troutman, and she is a geologist turned tarot reader, and she has the most amazing story. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Ellie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, um, yeah, everything. So um, we're just going to kind of dive right into it. This, you know, our podcast is called You're So Fucking Enlightened. And, you know, we're, our, the, point of the podcast is to take a not so serious approach to all things spiritual. And I wanted to invite someone that, um, you know, that did tarot readings as a profession to kind of guide us through what tarot is about, um, what it's been used for throughout history, what are some common misconceptions. And we are going to also do like a live reading at the end, which is amazing. But first, before we get into all of that, I just want you to kind of go into a little bit of your background and tell us about how you got started because you have a super, super fascinating story. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the introduction. Um, so as you said, I was a scientist, a geologist, um, pretty much. So I'm 20, I'll be 28 in two months just to give context. I spent, as as most, I would say most Americans do, spent the first 25 years of my life in school. Um, didn't really have an idea of who I was or what I wanted to do. Just went to college and got a degree that I thought was, you know, would make, make my parents happy, but also could be a medium for maybe making me happy, get to be outdoors and travel and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I became a scientist and got a, got a job in that. And I would say about Six months into my career, um, I got my first, but just, I didn't go to, I, I didn't have any religion or any religious background. My parents didn't put anything on me. We didn't go to church, anything like that. Um, so yeah, six months into my career, got a tarot card reading and it just kind of started, I could just feel something opening up in me, like this curiosity, this, this, this space that was within me that wanted to be filled. Um, because I think, you know, yeah, a lot of people turn to religion, in fact, just because life is kind of meaningless without uh, believing in something. Um, yeah. And and I think that that was my biggest thing was like, oh, my God, what is what is life? Like, I went to that, you know, what I think what most people would term dark night of the soul um, for about 
I mean, a long, like, uh, entire lifetime, I would say, even as a little kid, I could remember looking up at the stars and just wishing, like, longing to go home, even though I didn't know what home was. So there's always something there. Um, and so getting this tarot card reading, I immediately got my own deck. I went on Amazon at work the next day. I was like, oh, purchase, buy it, you know. It came in and then I just started reading tarot at my office um, for, for myself, just trying to like, I would just scour the internet like eight hours a day, just so curious, so full of like, wow, this is what like, this is how I most people feel about their, like when I was around all the geologists, this is how they would feel about the rocks. It'd be so like right. into it and just couldn't, you just couldn't get away from it. And I, and I knew I'm like, that's not me. That's, I don't have that same passion for that. And so I always kind of felt misplaced in that aspect. But then finding tarot, finding astrology, finding human design, they all kind of found me at the same time. And I was just like in a whole other world. I was like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. This is that, that passion. And um, then, so that's, so that was six months into my career. And then I would say another five months in after learning tarot and learning all of this stuff and starting to better understand myself, which is what the tarot provides in astrology. They're all just they're all just windows into your own soul. They're all just windows into who am I? And, and, you know, um, it's a different, it's a different lens to look through. Um, and so, yeah, five months later, I, I didn't have a plan. So this was 2019. So November of 2019, I put my two weeks in, which really was like a month, you know, let it just whatever time they needed to, to pass off the jobs and get situated and sure. make sure they were good. And then and so this is what's really funny too. I, I want to go into just because you know we're all so intuitive, and I think we write ourselves off, and our desires come through sometimes, and that's the that's our intuition is our desires. Um, so I wrote up, I made a whole presentation for my boss of like why I should be able to work from home because I thought that this would could be um, maybe just it would help me stay in the job and didn't happen not quit because to quit my job was scary in the first place. Just to be like, sure. oh my god, sure. like. One of my mom was like, I'm going to think my dad, like I'm going to be, I'm an adult. I'm supposed to just take these responsibilities and just go with it. And, um, I felt like a failed adult. Like I was like, Oh God, what am I doing? And they said, they said, no, like we pay for your butt to be in that chair. Like you're, you're not able to work from home. And then literally, I think, so that was November, December, then March of 2020, Mm -hmm. everybody's working from home, everybody. And it's just like, I was just a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I love to yeah. a presentation. Like, you know how like parents are like, oh, well, you can get a puppy if you can make a presentation and tell me why you should have a puppy <laughs> right? for your boss. And then like you just made it ha- like it just happens anyway. So that's incredible. So, um, yeah. And it's that's funny awesome. when push comes to shove. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that was March. That's when I. Um, yeah. So I think. A year of twenty, all twenty twenty went by, uh, just working at odd jobs, especially with 20, everything being closed down because of the pandemic and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was just to speed you up. Um, I went on our three month road trip in a Mini Cooper with an ex, and we went all across the country and the national parks and all that. And that's a whole other story for another time. But got back and um, kind of had this overwhelming sense of I knew what to do, especially having used in tarot this whole time, because again, tarot is just this tool, um, this exercise, like how people go to the gym for their muscles. Tarot is a tool to not only get to know yourself, but to strengthen your, your intuition or strengthen your connection to the intuition. Cause it's always there. We just don't always mm. see it. 
um, which led me to opening up my own, starting my profession as a, like having the confidence to say like, okay, like I've been reading tarot now for about two years, year and a half, and now it's time to start doing this professionally. Um, and just having enough of the universe speaking through people and saying like, oh, you should get paid for this. and da, da, da. So it's kind of one of those things that was just underneath my nose and finally everything, all the, the conditions were right. And I just started reading for people in front of um, this ice cream shop here. Wow. And you're in St. Pete. I'm in St. Pete. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in Florida in case anybody didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Downtown Um, St. Pete, Florida. Okay. Awesome. Which is a great area if you, if you haven't been there, like if you're a listener that hasn't been there, it's it's just an incredible um, little city. Well, I guess it's kind of a big city, but I guess if you're, you know, people think of Tampa being, but it's right there by Tampa and it's a pretty large city and they just have so many amazing things going on. So anyway, that's my commercial for St. Pete, but <laughs> it's a little vortex for sure. It's called the big yeah, city. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. So that is like crazy to me how, like the reason I find this fascinating is because you go from a super analytical background and I'm guessing you didn't just jump into geology like blind like you kind of knew like how your brain was wired you had to have had some like inkling of like this would be a good fit for me at some point um and well (laughs) is that true (laughs) I mean it's, it's really funny I mean I like I said I had no idea who I was or what I wanted or what I really liked. I really didn't like school either. Like I just was like, every day was like, Oh my God, I can't wait for this to be over. I was purely doing it for my parents, but also what they, what they sell you. They're like, if you don't go to college, you'll probably end up working at McDonald's or something. And I'm just like, Oh God, like those are my options, college or homeless. And I, that's how it's sold at least. And I don't regret it. I got to travel and do a lot of fun stuff. Luckily, I didn't go into debt. I know some people go into like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, and I just can't even imagine that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I try. I bounced around. I tried to like, I knew, so it's funny. This I actually had this thought the other day. I really loved psychology. That was the one thing that I definitely could have gone to school for and enjoyed it. But my mind, my analytical mind talked me out of it, even though my intuition was like, come on, like, do do psychology. Trust me. Trust your desires. You will like it. Hmm. But my analytical mind was like, well, I don't want to be a psychologist. And the ironic thing is at my tarot table, I have this little sign that says street therapist. So it's like either way, I ended up in that profession, sort of. I just don't have the degree now just to prove that. Yeah. Wow. I, I I don't know. I just find this absolute like it's just crazy to me how you like went through you know I mean but that's it's not uncommon because people like they jump into a perfect or they go to school for something not really knowing who they are and it's and we don't really teach let's find let's figure out who you are in school we just like kind of shove all of this information into our kids and then they're like oh well when yet you're supposed to know who you are <laughs> you know and what you want to spend the rest of your life doing and you know 18, and it's never like right. that we, we never ever it never works out like that and people will get a degree in something like mine's in education I taught for three years and then that was like I'm still recovering from that so you just like <laughs> And I went and I went back to school late in life and I still didn't know, you know, but I love how you referred to um, tarot as a tool to hear your intuition or to be introduced to your intuition, because it is not something that 
we normally, I would say, teach our kids to do when that is what, like, I think is one of the most important things that they need to know because, you know, that is your inner voice and that is who you really are. And if you don't know that person, then you're just going to be like, I feel like you just struggle so much more <laughs> through life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Struggle and fear. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to they, they fear monger you a little bit in college. I remember this them saying like, oh, like some percentage of kids that don't go to college right after high school end up not going. They decide they don't even want to go. Or if they take a gap year, then they decide. And it's like, that's interesting. Yeah. If they don't go for one year, which really just kind of shows the marketing and the business side of school. But, you know, that's that's a whole other podcast. Mm. But sure. um, yeah, you know, it, it is a, it's a really beautiful tool that teaches you how to get to know the real you under the layers of conditioning that that have been happening yeah. since, you know, coming out of the womb. Right. Yes. Okay. So segue into tarot. <laughs> it's, a good, so, it's a good transition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because I want to like, I, I need to, like, I have, um, I did take a little class, like my um, yoga teacher also reads tarot and she taught a class on tarot and I took the class. And I never really practice afterward. And it's just like, to me, it's like, if you, you can learn something, but until my brain has to practice it before I learn it and I never practiced it. And so I'm still like, uh, what is going on? I just, let's start with what is Tara? Like, where does it come from? And what has it been used for, you know, like throughout history? So let's just start there. Yeah. So tarot has a funny background because you know, if you Google, you know, the origins of tarot, you'll find, like, let's just say the first five sites, and they all say something different. Because there's yeah. there's no set origin of where it comes from. Like, I, I was making this reference, like, okay, the origins of NASCAR, you clearly know when that started, right? They'll say, like, here's this, da, 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 da. but tarot, it's such a, it's such a, it's almost one of those things, like, did aliens give it to us? You know, did it? Because across history, every single civilization had a way to commune and talk with, speak with the gods or, or you know, um, God, whether they believe in singular or plural, or, but sure. Source, right. right. God, you know, all of that. Um, tarot, they, the oldest known tarot cards come from Italy um, in like the 1400s, 1300s, around there. Um, and the oldest surviving deck that we have record of is the Visconti uh, Sforza deck, which is actually a deck that I have that I'm going to use for the reading later on. I thought it would be appropriate. Um, yeah. And the way that it the way that it started was there's this there's a folklore that it was used as playing cards, almost like choose your adventure. So you'd flip a card and you would make a story of kind of like our modern day like Mash M A S H if you've ever played that as a little kid. Um, yep. Mansion apartment, yeah. apartment shack house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like you're choosing your, your adventure. And, and so that's sure. kind of how, like, they say that it started as games. Um, and the rich families would commission to have their family portrait on the cards, right? That's why there's king, queen, page, knight, like all of those. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But I, I don't think that, I don't necessarily believe that it was a game that turned into esoteric. I think that just like now, how we have people that, you know, um, readily speak with source or God or whatever. 
And then there's people that are just very surface. And I think that the tool is here regardless. And so it's however, because it's, anything can be as deep as you want it to be. Sure. And that's what a mystic yeah. is. You know, that's a mystic is just here is in tune with their surroundings and can talk, you know, the trees are telling them something, the clouds, the, you know, so there's messages in everything. And I think that, I think that I believe that more readily than just that it was a, a game. Right. Because like you said, like, um, you, you, anything is as deep as you want it to be. So, you know, you know, people, you know, they look at signs or numerology or, you know, just any sort of, like you said, window into your soul and just a tool to, as to use to get in tune with your intuition. And I mean, I guess because they, each card has its own little separate message or meaning, um, you can like, um, similar to an Oracle card, you, you know, look at it and sort of figure out how that message tunes into your life. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so this is what's fun with tarot versus like an Oracle. So Oracle, I, I like to think of it as like, it has a theme to it. So like you could have the angel cards and it's like angels giving messages, right? And there's a little booklet that you would go through and you don't need the booklet either. I mean, yeah, you could first sure just look at the card and see what messages you're getting from it and what word on the card is. Um, now the fun thing about tarot or tarot, however you want to pronounce it, is that okay. I, I can pick up any deck across the world and it's, if it's a tarot deck, um, I can read it because the, the like the three of cups is the three of cups is the three of cups, right? It doesn't matter right. what deck it's in. It's the same. It holds the same meaning. Right. Right. And for those that are listening that don't know what Oracle cards are, they're very, I mean, it's similar to a tarot in that it is a card and, but they are so different in that they all have their separate um, little booklet that, you know, people make them and, or they create these amazing, some of them have like amazing artwork on them and they're read in a similar style of tarot. There's all sorts of different ways you can um, lay them out and read them. And they just, um, how can we explain this? They come in all sorts of different shapes, sizes, uh, themes. And uh, so that's kind of the difference between tarot. Tarot, like you said, it's like, like a deck of 52 cards where you have the king and queen and ace of spades and yada, yada. It never changes. Yeah. Tarot, tarot is, it's a set structure. Um, right. And within that container is, is the freedom of expression, right? Like, so the three of cups can be illustrated very differently amongst all the different decks, but they hold relatively the same meaning. And that's the fun thing about tarot too, is that like, you know, let's say I pull out the 10 of swords. The Ten of Swords on its own is one meeting, and the Ten of Swords with the Three of Cups, it changes, and they start to alchemize, and they start to add more context, mm. and then you have a story that's starting to, to to come together. Right. Okay. Just like yeah, words, that's... right? A word on itself. Sure. Like, I can say word. Different and context. Like, word means, oh, right. Yeah, and then you can be like, word. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's... gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So at what point, so in, in Italy, in the 1400s, it kind of started as a playing card. At what point, like, did it sort of turn into more esoteric or mystical? Well, I think it always was. And I think the gypsies definitely used it because, you know, I mean, even in the Vikings, because here's what it's called divination. Like, that's all like okay. you, there's an umbrella of divination. Right. And under that is runes, tarot, the I Ching from like, you know, China. Um, mm -hmm. so there's always been methods for, for people to commune with 
their God or their source, right? And but what's funny is my belief, at least, if if God is everything, right? I think that's what all the Bible mm-hmm. says that you know God surrounds, sure. He is everything. He is the breath. He is the plants. He is the, then therefore we uh, are yeah. also that. And so we right. hold it within our uh, the portal of our own heart. We are God. And so that's why using tarot, you do get to know yourself better because you're you're getting to know the God within you. And that's, you know, intuition, right? If it's all the same thing, it's all the same voice. And it doesn't use, I think Rumi says this, there's a voice that does not use words, listen. And mm, yeah, so um, any, but if you would if, to say like, when did it start getting occulty or, or, or esoteric? You know, I would, I would, I would attribute it to like maybe Aleister Crowley um, in like the late 1800s. So like ni- early 19th century. Um, okay. the, the Golden Dawn, Tarot, Rider Waite, things like that. Like, so the early, late 1800s, early 1900s is when like modern Tarot really started to come out and, and as we know it and in the movies and things like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to know. Like when did, you know, it start to become it's, sort of this thing that we know of it today. Yeah. Right. Um, the most common deck out there is definitely the Rider Waite. And a lot of first time people use that deck and that was like 1903, I think just to give context of that. Um, there's 78 cards in a tarot deck, 22 major arcanas, and then there's minor arcanas. And major arcana means major or large secrets. Um, and so that's like the the 20, the way, I, the way I've always told it is like it's the 22 themes that the human journey is, the, the hero's journey, like that we all go through. And that's why we mm-hmm. can relate to the tarot is because we all go through a hero's journey of climaxes and, and pitfalls and, drama and heartache and all of that and so that's why it can be so relatable and um so yeah 22 major major big secrets a bit big themes in people's lives and then there's the minor arcana which is more of the the day-to-day so to speak like the things that you have to do every single day um just that, that make up the big seasons okay i got it okay that makes sense Thanks for breaking it down like that. So there's 78 cards, um, and 22 of them are the major arcana, you said? Right. Which okay. would literally translate. It's Latin Which are like the big, big secret. Oh, okay. And arcana those are like the big secret. themes. Yeah. Arcana, okay. And the, they're just like the big themes of um, that we go through as humans in our journey. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like to okay. see them as like, seasons. All right. And so as you were talking about before, let, you know, you brought God into that. And so, you know, talking about that, let's, let's go into like, what are some of like the most, I just want to talk about the misconceptions because people look, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I grew up in a very, like a conservative, you know, I went to a very conservative church. I'm sure at some point they told me that Tara was satanic. (laughs) Like they told me almost, they used to tell me the peace sign was satanic. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a so, lot yeah. of misconceptions out there. Okay. So let's um, do like the like the biggest ones. Right. So, yeah, a lot of people think that that like you said, right? It's very satanic, and then there's devil worshiping yeah. and tarot. And while there is a single card that is the devil, it's Christianity. So Christianity, I think, was the biggest. Um, they're they're the biggest fear mongers for anything that doesn't follow their agenda. Yes. Um yes. and I see tarot as a very strong and powerful way to get to know yourself and to bring the power back into your hands. And I don't think that I don't think that a lot of the big bigger powers like that. 
And so they, right. they try to, that's why like a lot of the symbols, like the pentagram, the devil, that they're all in the tarot, but you know, the devil means your ego. The devil is your addictions. It's the devil on your shoulder. That's like whispering in your ear saying like, Oh, drink that alcohol or, or have that sex or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is that's like binding you. Right. And so this right. is where the symbolism comes in and like not, not looking at anything surface level, like, I don't know. The whole, the whole thing of, of fear anyway is, um, it's putting power outside of yourself. So anytime that you're afraid of something, it's something to check into because it's, it's, it's energy leaking from you. Um, right. So we do like, console yourself um to think that you are um like you're not alone there's someone with you and you you don't have to handle this by yourself which is comforting to some people and but at the same time um like you said like we are all we have (laughs) right i mean and and there's yeah, I could go on about that. Oh, um, that's, that's a whole a big misconception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring it back to the tarot. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of misconceptions. It's one of them. Um, is that the, you know, it's satanic, it's the devil, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there is like the death card in here. So everyone's like, oh my God, like, am I going to die? And it's like, <laughs> no. The death card, because wow. death is, I think, that, so death is D-E-A-T-H, right? And the, E-A-T-H is ace, which is Latin for after. And then, you know, it's like the door to the after. Um, and so it means that it's, there's, it's, oh, there's always something next. It's just, that death doesn't, is not an ending. And so even if you get the death card, it doesn't mean that you are dying. It means a part of you is dying. It means a chapter in your life is dying. It means that something is ending and you are transitioning into a new phase of your life. So, you know, just something like that. You're that's another like, big misconception. Like you don't hear the dun, dun, dun. If you get the death card, like, Oh shit, I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> right. Right. Okay. It's really funny. Yeah. I would say, um, yeah. Um, people think too, it's fortune telling, like I'm telling the future, at least the way that I read the cards. Cause I don't necessarily believe. I think there are very, um, prophetic, People and I've I've definitely like made predictions with the tarot, but that's not the main reason that I use them because there's no sense in looking to something that doesn't exist yet, but versus focusing on here and now because that's all there is is the present moment. And so I use it as a way to, because my tagline is that I'm an energy alchemist, and so I, I like to say that people come in with their energy hung up on a certain area in their life or doubting themselves. Um, and I always say that I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. I'm simply guiding you to your truth within that maybe you've been doubting. Um, and so I, I, when the cards present themselves, it's really just highlighting and confirming a lot of the things that was already in your heart. Right. And to get kind of getting you out of your, like how your mind, um, you know, tricks you into all of these things, like talking you out of things that you feel in your heart, like it did with you <laughs> in, in psychiatry right. and, um, in psychiatry. Yeah. So, our psychology. Right. So, yeah. So that is something that I personally had to like work on because my mind is so loud and there it's just like two different things talking to It's like your mind, which is really your ego and it shows up in our everyday and it's what judges people and um, it what like separates us. And then there's the intuition, which is like 
our heart following. And I mean, I believe that that's where all of our decisions should be made from because that's what brings us happiness. We're not usually happy in our brain. We're happy in our heart. Right. So um, I love yep. how tarot yeah. like helps you to listen to that and kind of like, okay, well, you know, like example, like you get, I don't, I can't go into all the cards, but maybe you're guided through the tarot, you pull a card and you say, um, you know, maybe you're making a transition, like you get the death card and you're like, yeah, you know, or you're thinking about making a transition and, but you haven't said it out loud yet. And it just kind of guides you to, you know, think, okay, maybe this is the, you know, it's just a sign, you know, (laughs) this is the direction you need to go in. So, um, is that kind of what happened with you when you got your first reading, just to kind of take it back to that for a minute? Like, did you have like an epiphany moment? Like, holy shit, I've been, following my mind this whole time but this just showed me where my heart is and I wasn't listening to it is that what happened um I mean to be honest Mm -hmm. the first first tarot card reading I don't it's funny I don't really remember it too much I just remember it being I remember it captivating me in a way of like whoa there's these things that are that are like I saw them as magical and I and I remember it as a kid. I always wanted magic to be real. I always wanted Harry Potter to be real. I wanted to be a sorcerer and a wizard. And I I just I so badly wanted to be out of the mundane, real world that the adults claim this was. And I saw tarot as the the door for that, like allowing more magic okay. into life because that's what was so yeah. missing from my life. Now the second tarot card reading I ever got, they were called the Green Shamans out in Gulfport, which is another city here. But that was profound that one I actually that was my second tarot reading that one was professional the other one was a friend doing it not to say that you know Mm -hmm. whatever but um and and that did change that one I I can say like it opened my mind to like wow how does he know all of this like how how does this guy that I've never met look at these cards and then tell me exactly what my what my heart needed to hear right um yeah and so I like, there's a book, if you've ever read it or heard of it, The Alchemist. Um, yes. Yeah, a found it. book. That book, like, that's one of those books that I will continue to read throughout my life because it's like that saying, um, no man ever steps into the same river twice because he's, it's not the same river and he's not the same man. And mm-hmm. that's how I feel about that book. But in the book, there's, um, he says, the king to the to the main character, he goes, He's given him these rocks, and it's a black rock and a right white rock, and he's it's, it's another form of divination, right? And he says, look, consult the rocks whenever you have a, a question and you're unsure and you don't know what the answer is. He's like, but be careful. You can only use them so many times, and every time you use them, you must pay. Like, it's not free. And so he there's a moment that comes up, and he, and he doesn't know, and blah, blah, blah. But he uses the rocks, and the guy, the, the king comes back and takes his like makes him pay for it like you by taking half his like sheep or whatever and he says anytime that you seek outside of yourself you must pay and that line has always stuck with me and i say that to people that come to the tarot readings because a lot of times they say like man like i knew that like I, I i you literally said things that were in my mind that my therapist told me that i knew and i say well yeah because you didn't listen to yourself so now you're paying me to tell you what you already knew mm. oh, i've got chills <laughs> <laughs> that that really gave me chills yeah so that is really, that's amazing. I love how you made that. Um, I love that metaphor. 
So those are like the major misconceptions, I guess, like the, about the death card and about how, you know, like it's satanic and like you, and I do want to come back to that for a minute and just talk about like, um, well, like you said, that's probably another podcast, but, um, <laughs> anytime, you know, the things that are satanic, like I was probably told that the peace sign was satanic because you know, people that use the peace sign, you know, smoke weed and we're free thinkers and, you know, and they like, oh, the devil's the, the, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, right. Exactly. And anything that takes you outside of their box that they want you to be in because they want you to follow this path, um, is frowned upon because they don't want you to really think for yourself or, um, or question anything. And so that is, cut, and, and I mean, that's really what tarot does. And it doesn't necessarily mean, oh my gosh, you know, well, you know, Jesus Christ isn't real. Like it's not real, like it's not trying to pull that out of you. You know, it just might make you think, well, maybe other religions exist and they're okay too. Or, <laughs> you know, like, so. Right. Well, know. I really like, so I study etymology, which is, the study of uh-huh. like the root of words, right? And yeah. I like to think so. It's just something to bring up, like Lucifer, right? Luciferian. Um, it literally means light bringer. Yeah. And so, when you're in the dark, actually, Harry Potter thought says this. Uh, a Dumbledore, he's like, when you find yourself in the darkest hour, you must simply turn on a light or something like that. Just paraphrasing roughly, sure. but. It's as simple as that. Like when you're in the dark, you need light, but without dark, you don't see the light. And so that's the polarity that we live in. Like you've got to have both. And so Christians claim like to only be in the light, which just isn't even possible. It's not possible. Um, right. And yeah, just to, just to touch on that. Um, yeah, no, a lot I love of that. In here, like, the, oh, go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying. Like the pentagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the pentagram is in here, right? Like the pentacle is one of the suits. Like so tarot has four suits, cups, wands, uh, swords, and a pentacle. And the pentacle has five sides, but it's a pentagram, right? And so a lot of people, like I've had people say like, oh, is that the pentagram? That's like the satanic. And I'm like, dude, what? (laughs) Like it's it's just a star. It's like the Star of David. It's the exact same thing as the Star of David. They're they're five-sided, you know, um, maybe the Star of David six. But either way, it's just like it's, it's a symbol. Um, right. and it means earthly things. It's, it's of the earth. It's the job. It's the money. It's the health. It's the tangible things in life. And so seeing it in that realm versus thinking it's, yeah, there's a lot of misconstrued, uh, properties out there. Like yeah. even 666. Yeah. Numerologically, it has nothing to do. It's like actually about like, uh, I think I'm not a numerologist, so I would definitely go to a numerologist for that. But, um, uh, 6666 is like just the number of, well, if you think of six and nine, they're like reverse and flip flop. It's like yin and yang uh-huh. uh, balancing. So it's just really funny, but it has nothing to do with it. Doesn't right. have anything to do with Lucifer or Satan. It's just people like to take stuff to and like say, "Oh, that's evil." Yeah, we like fear. We, I mean, we do like right. humans. Like, well, I mean, look at the news. For, you know, for some reason, we just really love to fear. For some reason, I don't know what is what is. That's another podcast too. <laughs> like, what is it about right. the fear that we? that we are drawn to like when they're yeah yeah okay all right so uh tarot being um satanic and then we've got the whole thing with the um 
the death card and how it, I mean, I guess some people can look at it as fortune telling, but um, like you said, but that is more going outside yourself for the answers instead of tuning into yourself for the answers. So it's not really fortune telling. Um, I guess some, maybe some people do use it like that. Um, like, but, I mean, there are people that are, it's, it's an, I mean, either way, it's, it's a tool to connect to something outside, like within us, not outside of us, but something within us that, um, and it connects us all, right? It's, it's the fifth sacred thing, um, love, ether, spirit, whatever, you know, the fifth element. There's so many, like, there's so many books and novels out there about that, about that thing, um, which is love, which is spirit, which is, you know, and so anytime that, you have to, you're, you're doubting something or you're fearful of something. You really got to tune in because there really is only, it's mentioned with Donnie Darko, there's really only two, there's a spectrum of fear and love. And if you're afraid of something, really, really tune into that because that's your mind. That's the ego. That's the devil speaking, right? If you want to, that's all like the same thing versus the other mm-hmm. shoulder, which is like that you could, you could, I'm putting in quotation marks. You can't see me, but it's like the angel, right? The, yeah, the bug. Sure the higher vibration and so if ever you have to say like well i'm afraid of doing that because of listen to that because i mean listen to that listen to yourself because you're that's a fear talking and that's a whole paradigm that's a whole timeline that will that will manifest out of fear versus what would you do if you knew you'd be supported and you knew that it's like what timeline does that look like what if you follow your heart versus following the mind which is trying to bring you down in fear mm-hmm. that was a whole right tangent but Oh, no, it was great. <laughs> we could go on forever about this, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And oh, like, yeah. um, I mean, I don't even remember where I learned it. I think it may have been like through A Course in Miracles or something where there's only two emotions and that's fear and love. And we're always moving toward one or the other. And that could be, you know, and all of the emotions kind of are like, those are like, that's just like the umbrella. And then they're all of the other emotions fall under those two things. Right. It's just a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Like if, if, yeah. if energy is everything and that's something from science that they taught us is that, you know, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So it's only transmuted. It's only changed. Like you're just moving energy around. And so if, if you're vibrating at a certain, like, let's just say you're in a state of fear, which I would say a lot of Americans and not Americans, just a lot of people. And I know that at least speaking for myself in the past and even you know, human beings, like we're here to experience the spectrum of emotions. So there's nothing wrong with fear. It's just recognizing it sure. and not living your entire life in it. Cause then that's too much. Yes. You need to, where's the moderation, right. you know, the balance. Okay. So with that all being said, let's, um, let's go into, tell us about the reading that you're going to, um, do today. Yeah. So, um, with my normal reading, um, I do incorporate Oracle cards as well, and I use it to kind of guide, and I have a set of crystals that are chakra crystals that I have choose people choose because, like, um, it just kind of tells me where they're at and what they're going through and what chakra they're operating in or, or needing or they're guided, like, because it's like whatever they're choosing, it's because it's a reflection of what they're going through in this moment. So sometimes if people choose, like, the solar plexus, I'm like, oh, okay, so you're you're embodying, you're trying to embody in confidence and, and trusting your path and new beginnings with the yellow. And I, it just kind of gives me more, um, more of an idea of what to, what to draw in from for the reading, um, more context. Okay. So I use, okay. I use chakra crystals. I use, um, Oracle cards and tarot and I, and I bring it all together to create this story for people. 
Um, but for this reading, because it's about tarot, I am strictly going to stick with the with the tarot. And okay, I don't okay, can I pause I you there? I need you to go. I need you to back yeah. up because I let's talk about the pronunciation because I hate pronouncing things wrong. You're saying tarot, and then there's tarot. So tell tell me, can can you just go into that, please? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I switch between the two. Um, okay. I don't. As long as you're not saying carrot, <laughs> I think yeah. you're good. Yeah. Um, okay. So tarot, tarot. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's because it does look like both. I mean, it's upon what whatever language like do so does like another country say tarot versus like right. American English like that sort of thing. Right. And I know like when it was from Italy, it was called like Tarochi something something. And then France okay. was the one that like kind of truncated it to Tero. So I could see it being like French, like, oh, Zidi, da, Tero, you know? Oh, yeah. That would definitely be the French, French pronunciation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you'll like, hear me interchangeably you. use it just based on. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And also to go back to like the crystals in uh, the chakra crystals, um, we're going to go into chakras later. I know a lot of people are confused about that too. Um, so, uh, and also crystals, <laughs> which I am oh, yeah. still confused about. I, I have this weird, I, I'm still really like trying to get on board with the crystals. Like that's, I guess some people are really connected to them. Maybe I've just never been into, that's another podcast, but um, we're going to dive into those in another one. So um, I did want to just let our listener, our one listener know. Well, it is have, funny like, having a, things. it is funny having a geological background, right? Working with rocks and crystals. And I, yeah. I went to school learning the physical properties of rocks and crystals. And I remember in class, I remember this day, we were in a mineralogy class. So we're learning about the mineralogical compositions of these rocks and these crystals. And the teacher's saying like, well, some people believe they have a spiritual uh, properties. And oh, then we all just kind of yeah. like scoffed and laughed. Right. And because the scientists finished, we're like, yeah, right. Spiritual properties. Haha. But now like it is interesting because it's, again, it's all energy and these rocks. Like I think of anything, if the reason that we see color, the reason that we can see it is because it's vibrating at a certain frequency. It's emitting, it's coming into our eyeball and our iris and we're and it's vibrating in our eye and, and it's allowing us to see that color or the lack of that color rather because it's every other color but that but, and it reflects that, whatever, that's whole science thing. But anyway, it, so I like to see things as, as a color frequency. And so, um, and I know that you're having another podcast on that, but just to give some context to the crystals. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they all they all have different colors, like fluorite. You know, it has this, a beautiful rainbow of blues and reds and purples, and they're and they're and so you you can see this is emanating joy and creativity. And, and and if you look at joy, when somebody's experiencing joy and happiness, they're vibrating at that same frequency that that crystal is emitting because they're all at that at that frequency. Marijuana, right? right. It's green. Grass is green. You can see that they're in, in heart chakra, green. And so you can see these, these the spectrum starting to all have that same vibrational energy, just to break it down into a scientific explanation. No, I need these kinds of explanations. I enjoy these kinds of explanations a little bit more than maybe a more esoteric explanation because it helps me. I, and I think our listeners will too, because it's more, it's just more practical. Like we just, so many of us can understand it when we're beginning at this level than anything, you know, 
I don't know. That's maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I understand it more at that level. <laughs> for sure. No, right. Well, it's funny. I'll leave it at this, but the placebo effect is a funny thing, right? Because our minds are so powerful. If you've ever heard of Joe Dispenza, highly recommend him. Yep. But yep. Our, our, our brains are so powerful. My husband for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. He's going to have a field day. Um, yeah. It's he's that he. So I think that I think I really think this is my, my work is. And the whole reason that I went down that scientific route, um, which is, a, which, oh, dude, I, could tell, I love these topics because it's like destiny, predestiny versus, you know, fate and all that. And, you could say like, yeah. oh, I, I lived my life for other people, so therefore it was the wrong path. I really should have just been doing this from the whole time. But it's like, no, it was perfect because I got to go down the scientific background, which almost gives me this like um, validation for people like, oh, I was a scientist turned tarot card reader. So now it almost gives me this weight of like, oh, I'm going to listen to you. Uh, and I don't know if that's true or not, but at least it, it feels like people, like you said, like you like that scientific reasoning more because it's more sound than versus the woo-woo like oh these crystals make you feel good and you're like yeah okay whatever but if you if you right. explain it in a scientific way it's almost and then your mind believes it and so what however you need to get there right if you just need your mind to believe it so that your body starts reflecting it and your cells start reflecting it because like back to the placebo effect the mind is very powerful and you literally create your reality yes. because you believe it okay yeah i digress yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Like my first three um, podcasts were, are about the, um, well, no, sorry. Oh, the one right before this one is, um, I just kind of go off on a tangent about manifestation and law of attraction and how, you know, that whole thing. So if you're listening to these podcasts in order, this will sound often, all sound very familiar to the listener. So, so, um, yes. Okay, so we're going to do a uh, tarot or tarot reading. And um, yeah, so get into that. You're just using the cards and you're not doing what you normally do when you um, when you give a read, like a live reading to someone in person, which right. I guess I couldn't choose a crystal anyway if I wasn't looking at them anyway. So that's, that wouldn't work. Right, 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 right. Unless you just pick the chakra. Um, sure. Which you could do if you'd like to. Um, um no, yeah, we're, I don't want to. We're gonna maybe after we have that um that, that, that whole episode on the chakras. Yeah, yeah. that'll be yeah. perfect to revisit. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, so now the way that I the reason that I do the the just to give context, the reason that I do the crystals and the chakras and the oracle cards is because I find that when I first started reading professionally or even just for friends, I would ask people like, do you have a question? Cause you know, the typical, like people are like, Oh, I'm coming for love or I want to know, you know, wh where am I hung up on or what's my career look like? Blah, blah, blah. Right. But most people have no idea. Like they just, life is all jumbled up into one category and they're just like, uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Guide me. Yeah. It's a mess. And yeah. so, <laughs> right. Right. So having the chakras and the, the crystals and, and, and the oracle, it kind of gives me a little bit of an idea of like uh, to, to guide the tarot, tarot around. Um, so with that, if you don't have a question or anything that's on your mind, I can just, um, I can just uh, guide it through my own intuition. But if you have a question, feel free to ask it as well. Or you can even just okay. think it. You don't have to state it if you don't want to. Okay. And would this like, is this like a kind of like a, like a collective reading for our listeners or, or is that how we're doing this? 
Yeah, we could do a collective. I could do it for you or I could do okay. a collective. Um, but I think, yeah, we could do a collective for the listeners. So whoever's listening to this, it will be, it's a timeless reading and it will resonate if, if they're okay. meant to, if they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So if you, if you are listening and you have like something that's been on your mind or something you're struggling with, or you just have like a question, you're trying to make a decision, you don't know which way to go. That would be the kind of question that you ask during a tarot reading. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. That's it. <laughs> that, yes. Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it can be, it can be literally anything. It could be, should I move? Should I date this person? Am I going to date someone? You know, um, right. get a lot of love right. and queries. I would say that's probably the most common yeah. love and career. Yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. All right. Okay. So for the collective that will be listening to this. All right. I'm going to begin shuffling. And I get asked a lot, you know, is there a right way to shuffle or how, you know, is there a way to read the cards? And it's just like, it's like asking if there's a right way to paint, you know, it's up to, it's your, you're an artist when with your deck. So it's really just however you feel comfortable and however you feel you communicate with your cards. Okay. All right. So we have a card that came out and it's the star card. By the way, I can take a picture of these and send them to you later too, if you'd like. Um, I don't know if you have somewhere that you post on, but. Or just for you to yeah. see. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to pull a couple to, more. I'll find a way then... to share that. Right. Oh, this, okay. So we have, so the star card was the first card out. And remember, I said that there were 22 major arcanas. And the star card is one of those 22 major arcanas. Um, and it, the symbol, the symbolism in this is. This woman, she's reaching up to the cosmos and she's reached, touching a star. And so when you think about the stars and the cosmos, um, it's that old, like, oh, a falling star, wait, make a wish, like a wish upon a star. Um, and so it, it very much holds that same uh, symbolism. And so whenever the star card comes up in the upright position, which it is, because there's reversals and uprights, this to me is about there's a hope, there's a dream, there's a desire, there's something that you've been wishing for. And it's the one that you've been like, it's not just like a, it's a deep wish, uh, desire, something you've been longing for. Um, and so this is what's being brought up right now and to, to that you've been hoping for, right? Um, so three more cards came out. Okay, now we have the seven of pinnacles. So this is the day to day. And so now if we have the big theme, the big season of hoping and wishing, we have the day-to-day actions that are leading up to that. And the seven of pinnacles, again, pinnacles being the earthly possessions, the world, jobs, careers, the seven of pinnacles is actually about work that you've been uh, inputting. So it's like an investment of sorts. It could be monetary. It could be your time. But it's something that you've been putting time and energy into, into this wish, into this desire, and hoping it's going to work out. And the Seven of Pentacles upright is a good indication that it's going to pay off and the rewards are coming. Uh, the the old traditional imagery is like a farmer planting seeds and tending to the seeds and plowing the lands and hoping that it yields harvest, hoping that it yields food for his for his town or his people or himself or his family. Um, and so putting all this labor into and, and hoping that it, it, that it seeds fruits, uh, bears fruits, right? And yeah. So far, with the Seven of Pentacles and the, and the thing in the Star Upright, it's really looking good. It's looking like, yes, keep keep putting in the work, keep putting in the effort. 
um, it's going to pan out. It's going to fulfill every desire you've had and hope and wish for it. Um, we have two more cards out and they're both major arcanas. And it's funny because we talked about one of them and it's actually the devil card in the reverse, which is actually a good card to get in the reverse. Um, because again, the devil was ego. The devil is the symbolism of it is this, you know, big devilish figure. It has got a man and a woman in chains below him at his feet. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the funny thing about the chains is that they're so loose that, that it's like the people are choosing to have the chains on because they could easily take them off. And that's true of most anything. People that are addicted to alcohol, it's as easy to say, like, just stop drinking, right? It's that easy. Right, right. It's, it's simple. Yeah. It's simple. It's not easy, right? Um, we we complicate simple. it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Right, right. The ego steps in and it's like, well, but it feels good. The addict, you know, it's so many things. And so, you know, with this hope and this desire, of course, like, it's that old saying, like, you're the only thing that's in your way, like, get out of your way for your desires to come true. And with the devil card in the reverse, I feel like, you know, as a collective, we are starting to step out of our own way. And then the next card that we have is the judgment card, right? Upright. This is beautiful. If you think of judgment day, it's resurrection, right? It's in the Bible. It's, um, I'm not, again, I have no religious background or upbringing, but I just like the symbolism and, and the stories of everything. I don't care what the, I can, you know, take out the, the, religious context and just see the meaning in the, in the stories. And, you know, with, with the judgment card and, and the day of resurrection, it's this like, um, in the picture, there's this coffin with these two, like, they're like very young boy and girl. And there's an old man in the middle who looks like, like that was his, maybe the person that had died, but it's like their, their youthfulness is coming back, their childhood light, they're being reborn. And so the way that I see this in this reading is that, you know, this work that we've been putting in, we're, we're choosing to have a different outcome, right? We're choosing, we've been doing the work thus far and our dreams are now starting to reflect the work that we've been doing internally and our external is starting to reflect that. We're releasing our egos. We're releasing the, the, the binds, the co-addict, the, the codependencies, the addictions, whatever it is that's like getting, that was getting in our way that we are, that we are dependent on, whether it's a person, a place, a thing, a substance, we are releasing Idea. those and we are, yeah. Yeah, ideas, any of it, any anything that we've been okay. attached to, we're releasing and we're stepping into our highest self, whatever that looks like. That's always going to change. But it's like the, the trumpets are sounding and we're being, we're choosing to be different. Um, and wow. so, you know, the seven of pentacles here being, I think, the work on the self and, and deciding to ch- choose a different, to choose our dreams and our desires based on the belief that we can attain them. The card that, no. that in the is it the seven of pentacles that shows that's kind of showing that your um the work you're putting in is right. Um, yeah, I, the seven of pentacles. Yeah. Is, no, you're okay. right. The seven of pentacles is that like day to day, the grind. It's the investment. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, so the cards that are out, it they'll change. So like the seven of pentacles on its own it's kind of vague, right? It's like, oh, it's an investment. And what could be self, could be like investing in crypto, stocks, you know, bonds, it sure. could be work you're putting in. But then because we have these three other major arcanas, right? So again, we have three, we have three big secrets, three big seasons in life that this is pointing to. And that is the star, the devil in reverse and judgment, all big weighted cards. Um, and so it's showing that it's, the work on self it's showing that it's it's um having belief in our hopes and our dreams and we're no longer going to self-sabotage we're no longer 
um, letting these uh, like belittling beliefs or ideas or people get in our ways and we're releasing those relationships and, and being reborn again. It's mm. a big reading. That's that's not a collective. At, that's at a collective scale. <laughs> wow, which is amazing. Like is I, a- just to point out, literally yesterday by my house, we had this place. I'm I don't know if I can say their name, but it's um called yeah. it's a store called Urban Flow. Okay. okay, yeah, it's called Urban Flow, and they have it's all like alcohol free. It's it's like mushroom elixirs, like uh, chaga, reishi, and um, there's THC infused drinks, and then and then, and then the front half of the store is like whiskey drinks, but it, or like things like that, but it's mocktails. There's no actual alcohol in there, and so for a place sure. like this to exist means that on a collective level, we're choosing that we no longer want to drink and and drink away our sorrows and get it, but we actually want to be healthy. We want these supplements. We want our brains to come into focus. We, you know, it's it's really and like on the same scale. Like a lot of my friends have stopped smoking weed or drinking or doing like you mm-hmm. know all of that stuff. And it's like on a collective level, we're deciding that we want to be clear, clear minded in it. And it's, it's really cool to see that. Um, and now it's reflected in this reading too, I believe. Yeah. That's, it's amazing. You said it because just in the town of where I am, Puna Gorda, Florida, which is a teeny little city, like it's a very, very small city. We had two Kava bars and it, you know, people don't know that there was our, that's like a alternate for, I mean, it's another, you know, bar that doesn't have alcohol. And to, like, if you would have told me in like the 90s or early 2000s that this was something that was going to be existing, and I would have been like, no way. That will never survive. Nobody, everybody wants to drink. Nobody. <laughs> You're going right. to go and sit it's down with insane. your friends and drink something that's not alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. be productive and get work done and be like, it's because that's the thing that's revolutionary about this is I hear so many people saying like, I wish there's a place to hang out that you don't have to drink to, to hang out. And now, like yeah. you're saying, these kava bars are huge because it's places where you can co-work and get stuff done and be focused and come together with with, with friends and, and, and community and get to sit and enjoy and laugh and not be intoxicated. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think this is like an amazing reading because it's something that I've kind of felt in my heart for the past. And I think, I don't remember if we had talked about this at some point, but um, we, you know, just like collectively, I feel like what, you know, and maybe you know what this is on, um, and I don't know the term, but maybe that you're a scientist and I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot, (laughs) but um, there's like a re like a reading for like the global consciousness, right? Like there are like the happiness or the basically like how we're vibrating globally. Do you know, do you know what that's called? Oh, uh, I mean, I know the Schumann resonance, but that's the earth's frequency. Um, I don't know the, Um, the, but there's like the Normandy one or whatever. And it's like the happiest, like they, they rate the happiness levels in like all the countries. Yeah. I don't know if that's aligned with what you're, and are you saying yeah, like collectively no, it's what, raising? Yes. Like I feel like collectively, and I think a lot of people um, like this is, you know, not the first notion of this, but I mean, you know, we're ha- even though it can seem like on a surface level, like we're going to shit, right? Like, you know, when, you know, 2000, you know, 2020 happened and not only was there COVID, there was also like an uprising and um, like just all the stuff that happened, you know, on like equal rights and, you know, all the stuff that happened with Black Lives Matter and like 
all that stuff that happened and it, it felt like it was creating a separation also with the vaccine and also, you know, like everything was, a, we were separated in how we, by what stance we took on either side. Right. Even though all of that happened, <laughs> like, I still feel like we're so like, that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. At least for me, it was because I used to feel like I had to pick a side. And now I'm see it more of like a, well, that's just bullshit. All of that is bullshit. <laughs> like It's just like a veil. And like, I feel like more people are sort of seeing that, like, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, 2020 all- alone, look at the, <laughs> the numerology of that 2020 vision to clarity. Finally, like I, I say this and I know that I might get some backlash, but it, COVID was a blessing and a curse because, yeah, yes, a lot of people died from it. Um, also, it liberated many people. Look at how many people now got to work from home or realized they didn't like their jobs or could make a change. Like so yeah. many of my friends actually took a yeah. van life during that. And it yeah. also like shook up. It, it was the feminine that came in and, and like wrecked a bunch of structures and that were yeah. in place. And it showed how, because any, any notion of separation is an illusion. And so it, it's a lot of like where your focus goes, your energy goes. And that's why you shouldn't watch the media, right? Because they were showing like, I mean, uh, yeah, this is a whole, that, that's a whole conspiracy theory podcast that we we would have to go on to and do. But, <laughs> right, right, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 2020 vision, right? And really showing, it, it showed us. Like in through them trying to separate us, we actually came together stronger because at least some of the like most of the groups did. And like, you you know, um, showing that we actually need people that when, when we're in isolation, we're not a species that does well isolated. We actually the only reason that we've ever even gotten this far is through collaboration. And so I think during 2020, we shifted from a species or from a society that was, oh, competition, capitalism. Um, you know, you're on your own, like you've got to, you've got to kill to win. And now it shifted to, no, we need to collaborate. That's the only way we're going to keep progressing forward is to come together and work together. Right. And I think right. that's also the shift that we're, that we're seeing um, collectively is people starting to, starting to wake up and starting to bring light to their darkness, starting to do the work. And, and with, you know, like you're saying, like, Every, and with social media having access to Joe Dispenza's and Abby Marcus's and all of these people out here that are that are promoting, you know, um, uh, self exploration and self love and healing and coming together, I just I think it's a really cool. I'm excited for the next for the future. Yeah, I am too, and it makes me feel better about having kids because <laughs> I've been like, I'm like, mm, if I were younger now, would I have children? Uh, you know, like I've been thinking that the past few years. I'm like, I don't think I would because it's a mess. But now I'm like, okay, well, we've got, you know, like I guess that's kind of like we're. I feel like we're cycling out of that now, and I'm, and that's, I guess that's kind of pulls you back to the reading of like, you know, all of our hoping and wishing and everything paying off and going deeper as uh, people to um, kind of discover who we are. So. That's something I want to touch on really quickly with you saying about the, the kids thing, because it's kind of backwards where you're, you're the type of person that should be having kids. And I say that because you're doing the work and the only way to fix, or, you know, the only way to, to heal the world is break to the cycle. Yeah. yeah. Break the cycle. And, to, and for us, people like us to have kids and people that want to, end that generational cycle and that's how we change the world is that we we heal our future generations and have them populate this earth 
just for anybody with that same idea of like, oh, I don't want to have kids in uh, yeah. place, but it's like that's how we do it, which is scary. You're but. you're very right. You're so right about that, and thank you for kind of checking me on that because you're right. You know, and people will say that about move. You know, people say that all the time about. I don't want to move to Florida. Look at that shithole. Well, how do you think it's going to get any better? How do you think Florida will, you know, recover from whatever people perceive is going on here? Um, if you, unless you bring people that are vibrating a little bit higher of an energy into it, right? Like, I mean, I get that yeah. people want to kind of like give up on things like that because it is scary and it is hard and it is a heavy load to carry, right? But, um, like you said about, you know, that's that's how you do it. That's how you make the change. So, <laughs> yeah, um... I know. I'm probably maybe <laughs> I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't want anybody to think that like I think Florida's a shithole. I don't think Florida's a shithole, but a lot of people do. <laughs> so, I mean, during 2020, it was interesting. Our our because I'm born and raised in St. Pete, so I'm born and raised here in Florida, and I've seen it go through its changes. And yeah. I mean, yeah, this is definitely again, this is another podcast, but. Um, yeah, yeah, our, our, everybody, it raised the, what is it, the population here, like doubled or some crazy number when during 2020, when all everybody else like locked down and we were open and everybody flooded here from New York and LA. And yeah, it's yep. definitely interesting, but we can leave it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another conversation. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, this has been super educational and I am so grateful to you. Like I have had, I mean, you know, and I know that a lot of people, this is really just like, I'm trying to have, you know, make, you know, diving into other alternative sources of spirituality that people may not have um, had access to or just been confused about, or, you know, you don't want to, there's so much to it and it can be overwhelming. And, um, you have really like done a great job of just breaking things down into like a little more because there's a lot of gray area. Of course, it's mostly gray area, I would say, but we need a little black and white starting point, you know, to dive into. And you've done a great job of providing that for us. So like tell yes, um, our listeners. Yeah. But before you go, like tell our listeners how to find you and do you do online readings? Do you do Zoom? Do you do like how can they find you and connect with you um, if they want to do a personal reading or if they want to just find you on social media and follow you because they think you're interesting? Let us know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so Facebook is Ellie Troutman and then Instagram is also Ellie with a period Ellie dot Troutman, uh, E-L-L-Y dot T-R-A-U-T-M-A-N. Um, I do, I also do online readings. Um, all of that, you know, I have an email list also. Um, if they go onto my Instagram, um, there's a link they can click that and then they can hit join the email list and I send out free collective readings every Tuesday. Um, so kind of like what I just did here, but in an email format. Um, awesome. and yeah, no, my email is, uh, mystic. So M Y S T I K dot, uh, mermaid 22 at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here. And I hope that everybody, um, you know, is a little less confused about tarot. I know I am. We hope to have you on again in the future. We, we might take a, a little bit deep you know we're giving everyone a starting point we maybe will do a little bit deeper of a dive next time oh yeah I, I would love that yeah awesome all right 
Uh, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time. That's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate each and every fucking one of you that listens. I am so grateful. Be sure to refer to the show notes for any links that were mentioned in this episode. For more information about me or our retreat resort, Solstice Punta Gorda, please check out my Instagram page, Robin underscore web. That's Robin with two Bs and web with two Bs. I would absolutely love it if you could show me some love by subscribing to my show from wherever you listen to your podcasts. Special, special thanks to Stephen R. Sanders for his help with producing my podcast. As always, guys, get out there and love each other. Mm-hmm.